welcome to the venue podcast for February 9th, 2021. Uh, this is podcast number 66. I am your host, William Sellers. And I'm Eric Malatesta. And I'm Michael Faisley. Hey, guys. So it's been a little while. We've had a little bit of a hiatus, but uh, it's 2021. It's time to get back on the podcast train and start doing our podcast regularly. So yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's a lot of stuff has happened over the last uh, year or so, and I think it's a good time to start the podcast, right? We're just you know, trying to get out of this pandemic we're in and talk about some of the new uh, challenges and opportunities we see in our data center. All we good stuff. We have fun doing this through Zoom. Yeah, so, so that's the thing is we're not doing – normally, Eric, Faisley, you know, we'd be – I would drag you out of your offices. We'd go down to our little our little studio. We'd sit amongst each other and record a podcast face-to-face with all of our high-tech gear. And uh, at least for now, we're doing it over, you know, teleconferencing, right? So everybody, mute your phones and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I think, honestly, as things are going today, this has worked out pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. So, Eric, let's let's reintroduce our core group, and then we'll get into our guests. So, sure. everyone, you know, I'm William Sellers, sales engineer here at Venue, longtime employee. Eric, tell, talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Eric Malatesta, uh, data center infrastructure manager. So, my team is responsible for uh, a large set of the products, the back end that supports all of our products, so all the hardware and software that produces our cloud, our backup solutions of all flavors, um, and any kind of hosted environment that we we build out for clientele. So I have a, a small team of four engineers uh, with lots of experience, and uh, that, and I've been here myself since 20, 2006. 2006, so 15 years, wow, 15 years. It's a long time, um, you're getting old. <laughs> getting, uh, <laughs> So yeah, so that's me. You know, my, my team is the same team I've had for years now. It's got a great team, and uh, we we continue to build and improve our products as as we find new product suites and we find new uh, solutions. Uh, we roll them out, and then uh, the delivery team is the one that may support the front end of that. You, you typically would talk to a delivery personnel, but uh, yeah, my team is kind of like the, the wizard of Oz guy in the background behind the curtains, keeping it up. <laughs> yep. Usually I, I'll, usually one of my, my things that aggravates Eric is I will say, well, Eric, it's not rocket science, but it actually is. Eric and his team do, do, you know, are basically rocket science, right? They're keeping our, our gear running, keeping yeah. our gears, keeping our data center scientists, maybe. Right. Keeping yeah. everything running, keeping our clouds up, and, and getting some amazing uptime. Well, Will, you're a good uh, sales engineer, so you like to think th- things are really simple. Um, I'm still working on it. Everyone's still learning, <laughs> right? We're still trying to – the one good thing about what we do here is there's, it's always changing. So it's always exciting, and there's always something new to learn. So, so Michael, who is our cybersecurity Sherpa, do you want to talk <laughs> a little bit about yourself? Sherpa, Yeah. Um, so my name is Michael Faisley. I'm the data center network infrastructure manager and cybersecurity practice manager. Um, part of my team is uh, very complementary to Eric's, uh, but just on the network side where we take care of the network infrastructure at our data centers, um, architecture, care and feeding, upgrades, troubleshooting, all of that. And then other half of my team is responsible for our managed cybersecurity practice. Uh, I've been at the data center for about, uh, I think, six years now. 
Awesome. Yeah, and a couple of years of that before with Telcom. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Precisely. Yep. So, guys, today's podcast is going to be really interesting. We have some some new guests. Alice, actually, I don't think Noah is a new guest. I think Noah's actually been on another podcast. He's been on a previous podcast. Where we did yes. some MSP discussions. So I want to introduce our guests. We have Noah Boudreau, who is the general manager of the Venue Data Centers. Noah? Hey, good good morning, everyone. Noah Boudreau. I've uh, been here about five years, going into five years already. Um, I can't believe it. Uh, the journey has been fantastic. Um, primarily responsible for the strategy and growth uh, of the data center and and have uh, really enjoyed you know working with the team on this podcast as well as the rest of our our teams that are here to support our customers and kind of uh, take us to the next level uh, in 2021. So thank you for having me guys. Yeah, we're absolutely excited to have you on. We also have Natalie Strait, who I think is actually a new newcomer to the podcast. Natalie is our um, our marketing director for Etel and Vinya. Um, Natalie, you want to say hi? Hi, I'm Natalie Strait. Uh, like William said, I'm the director of marketing here for uh, for Venue as well as as Etel, and I support the company with brand PR, visibility, story, events, lead generation, just just whatever you guys need. And you guys are always great and fun to work with. So I've, I've been really happy here. Awesome. And we have Brian Ormsby, who is actually one of our newest employees. Brian um, has come to us as our um, our mark, our uh, sales manager, which is an incredibly interesting and, and intensive job. But we want to <laughs> welcome Brian Ormsby to the podcast, and we'll get I want in. To correct you, Will. That's What's sales that? director. <laughs> oh, is he? I'm sorry. Is Brian the sales director? Hey, I'm a sales director, sales manager, um, all the above. So, hey, Will, this is Brian. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we'll have Michael as the cybersecurity Sherpa, and we'll have you as the uh, sales shaman. How about that? Will that work? Hey, <laughs> you're the boss. Sounds good to me. No, I'm not the boss. <laughs> Brian, are you going to lead us through an, a data center ayahuasca journey today, a vision quest? Yes, something okay. like that. There we go. Nice. <laughs> awesome, guys. So uh, Brian is actually one of our first topics. So since Brian is kind of, you know, definitely new to our data center team, we want to kind of, you know, trial by fire and kind of, you know, spotlight on him for a little while. Brian, tell us about yourself. Um, you know, talk about what, what were your previous roles? Kind of what did you do before coming to work with us? And then maybe talk a little bit more about your role here and what is your kind of some of your day to day tasks? Yeah, um, I'm a Dallas native, so I'm based out of Dallas, and uh, that's part of our strategy as we look to grow in 2021. Uh, been 30 plus years selling in the North Texas market, so um, I have a lot of experience here, and I uh, look forward to um, helping the team and and getting 2021 off to a great start and growth. Um, now, from an important standpoint, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, Dallas Mavs fan, and Come a Horn Frogs fan. Come so on, we need man. to make sure we get the, the important things straight right off the bat here. <laughs> the horned frogs have the right color in them, but come on. Yeah, Brian, these guys need to support you in your endeavors. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys, when, when was the last time the Cowboys were good? Um, a long time ago. Early um, 90s. My, my kids are 16, and they don't ever remember the Cowboys playing in a playoff game. So uh, uh, yeah. it's been a while. But uh, we're working on that. We're working on that. Um, 
just from an experience standpoint, so I've had uh, past uh, experience with uh, Sprint, Perot Systems. I've worked for Ross Perot, who actually, um, you know, was built this industry and kind of initially got it going. Um, I've worked at Symantec, Veritas, Cyrus One, and most recently at Hitachi Data Systems for about 10 years. So that's kind of a little overview of my background. Nice. All, that's of, those are, all those are in Dallas uh, headquartered, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part, um, they're based there. They're not actually technically all headquartered there, but um, big, big regional offices. Gotcha. That's a man. That's a pretty darn good pedigree, Brian. So we're happy we're to have really, you. We're really lucky to get him. I didn't realize you worked for all these cool companies. Okay, I have a new respect for you. I will like you know, uh, we're not worthy. But um, but, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was going to say, yeah, you, you're, you're, we actually, you being in Dallas is actually kind of one of the things that we like, right? Because you're, you're sitting in an area where we like having, you know, you're in the middle of kind of a, a, a internet slash data center hub, right? So you have access to a lot of things that maybe are a little easier to get to than we have here in Baton Rouge, right? So we like having you in that market. Yeah, no doubt, I think, and Noah will probably allude to it a little bit later on, but that's definitely, as we look to grow, you know, towards markets like maybe a Dallas or an Atlanta, you know, our our current uh, customers and clients in Louisiana are going to need to grow, um, you know, regionally as well, and then vice versa. We're going to be looking at customers in Dallas and Atlanta market, you know, with, with IoT and AI, they're going to need a presence in Louisiana. So there's kind of two sides of that coin that we're going to be able to address and uh, look forward to doing that in 2021. Fantastic. Yeah, we, we're lucky to have you and thanks for coming coming on board. Well, what, what uh, got you interested to come to venue? Well, you know, that's uh, really the, the main thing. It was um, it just the it was the culture and the people. Um, you know, I had my first couple conversations with Noah and it was just, um, you know, I really felt at home. I just, um, you know, then traveled down to Baton Rouge back in, you know, early fall, had a couple good conversations with Noah and the team and just really felt at home. Um, and then really just the, the opportunity for growth as well. So I really see how, you know, we're well positioned in the market in Louisiana and then just being able to take it to the next level and, and expand from there was something that really piqued my interest. So, um, and then really, uh, honestly, and then the, the one thing that really was kind of, uh, and this is our, our, one of our core values is to never say that's not my job. And that is something that has really resonated with me in my discussions. And it's just something that it's really hit deep, deep down in my soul. And it's like, you know, this is definitely the place I need to be. So, um, that's my answer to that one, and that's that's I, it. I think Michael I'm glad to title, be here. I think Michael and I's title says, "Would do whatever you tell us to do." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, all of what Brian is saying is malarkey. He says, "Oh, I need to see what this guy William Sellers is working because I want to work with that guy." So. <laughs> Someone's got to get you in shape. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, you know, so Brian, I actually report to Brian, and, and Brian has uh, been a, a lot of fun working with and interfacing sorry. tightly. Very with, sorry, Brian. Tightly with the sales team. So, going good. Um, so, I did want to. Go ahead, Brian. I thought you had one trick question for me. 
Well, well, I kind of answered that for you, right? Who's your best sales sales engineer hit venue? Like it's you're me. These hard, you know, you're hitting me with this hard. This question is, who is the best venue sales engineer? <laughs> that's you're a trick question, Brian. Question right off the bat. Yeah, that's a trick question, right? Your, your I, answer, I your answer should be Michael Faisley. <laughs> Actually, that could be Michael Faisley. Michael Faisley. I mean, I mean, come on, he's a Sherpa man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Will the Thrill Sellers is my answer to that one. Yeah. Well, it's a good answer. E- either one, Michael or Will, or even Eric, you know, it's all good answers, right? There's no wrong answer there. Uh, one thing I did want to interject here, I wanted to take a second and, and kind of dedicate this podcast to um, one of our employees who has passed, uh, Maurice Allen. He's one of our long-term employees here at the, the Venue Data Centers and has been, will definitely be sorely missed Maurice worked in our uh, security group, also um, kind of worked in the knock a little bit and, and some of the fire monitoring and suppression. So uh, we kind of want to dedicate this podcast to, to Maurice. Yeah, you know. even coincidentally, this morning, um, our knock manager had sent out a video to some hijinks that, that uh, Maurice had pulled on uh, Michael's team, actually. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet this morning, Michael, but uh, the uh, it was when he snuck up on Elliot and y'all yeah. were on row five or something like that um yeah it, that that was maurice right i mean maurice was this guy who just loved to ha- have a good time and was in, was just a superhuman being and he you know i can guarantee that not just venue but all of these people outside of, of venue where he existed and, and participated in, in society are going to sorely miss him yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was a testament to the culture. And I think to the motto that you just mentioned, that's not my job, that Maurice was there for anything you needed. A yeah. Very positive person. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember Maurice also, a uh, major gardener and, 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 and whatnot. He would always come to my office sometimes with either tomatoes or some type of vegetable. So. Um, Always good for a story. He, I, I can, I'll relate yeah. one small little story that, and I'll shorten it really quickly, but. Uh, I was in the coffee room one day and, and he came in and I don't know, he started talking about how he had met this, he had been walking down the street and someone had picked him up and, and, and it was a worm. <laughs> I kid you not. He's talking about this worm, but his whole joke was around like, you know, he and I were talking about gardening and the worms are what basically are the basis of the, of your healthy garden. You got to have these yeah. strong worms in there. And uh, oh. this conversation was like a 30 minute conversation. And, I, and this is before I knew Maurice. This is like, I mean, this is like 2006 and, and he's talking to me. I'm like, going, what is this guy talking <laughs> about? <laughs> and you come to find out that that's his passion, right? And he just really, he really believes in gardening and he believes in the growth and everything that that worm would provide it. But he had woven into this ridiculously silly story to kind of catch me off guard on purpose. Yeah. And then he literally turned around and walked out. <laughs> Perfect ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, this podcast is, 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 uh, dedicated to, to Mo. He will, he will yep. he'll be seriously missed. Now on, on a, on a happier note, let's talk about why we're here in terms of, you know, when I introduced the podcast, I said, welcome to the venue podcast. Um, we've actually done some rebranding and done some kind of, um, I'm sorry, my dog is walking in the room. Uh, we've done some, uh, rebranding and also a little bit of kind of coming back to our roots, right, as a data center. Um, so with this, I want to kind of hand this off to Noah. Noah's going to talk about some of the changes that have happened um, and kind of we want to have a conversation about what we're doing now and how we became Venue. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And and I think to that point, the journey that all of you have seen, uh, most people on this call, a podcast have seen the the changes that the company has gone through over the last decade, right? And uh, and and I think it's it's really a testament to the strong brand and really the the power behind the venue name that you guys helped build was the reason that we we really brought it back to life in 2020. The pandemic did slow us down. We should have had this podcast ago today, <laughs> uh, which would would have been the appropriate timing. Uh, but we really got sidetracked with with COVID, and I think now that we're getting back into the groove of things, even though we're not totally back uh, in the office, uh, it's time to get out there and 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 advocate for the brand that we all believe in. So since I started, you know, Etel who uh, owned venue for several years um, and, and were the owners when I started, they had a, a really um, a strong sense to try to um, uh, integrate the telco and data center services. And I think that was kind of the, the trend that was going on five, five or six years ago that all of the telcos were trying to, to, to blend together a data center telco offering because there's a bunch of synergies yeah. going on between those two industries. And what we did find out was that although there are synergies, those two, those two industries oper operate very differently in terms of uh, the markets that they're going after, the value proposition, the services and operations and delivery to customers. So we did make a concerted effort to try to get back to really focusing on data center only um, back in 2018. And then uh, after after kind of getting our groove back in, in being able to really have those focus areas, we, we decided to rebrand back to venue uh, in January of 2020. And that was, you know, kind of exciting. We were coming out and we, everybody that's been here, long tenured people were excited to get back to that. Our customers, yep. uh, even long-term customers were still calling us venue. So it never, the name really never went away, but we, it was it was great to bring it back and it be part of what we believe makes us, uh, makes the culture what it is. And uh, the, the strong people that stand behind that name was very important. So it was, it was a proud moment to bring the name back. Um, as of today, uh, you, you guys uh, know, and we probably mentioned this before, but we were, the Etail and Venue was acquired by a, another company called RTC, um, reserve, uh, serves a um, telecommunications company out of Reserve, Louisiana. And, and that uh, shift or acquisition allowed us to really uh, start to focus on how we're going to bring venue to the next level. I think the the new ownership had a had a a, uh, a very uh, forward thinking um, way that allowed us to say, okay, well, what's next? How do we grow on the awesome foundation that we have, and how do we take things to the next level? And that's when we really started coming up with ideas around what's going on in the industry, um, you know, outside of Louisiana. What who should we be partnering with? How do we take this? to how do we grow outside of our the four walls and 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 really start to um, build something great that everybody's going to be super excited about yeah so with that we we set out to, to find key partnerships 
um, and 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 really hone in on who who we are for the next ten years. And I think it's a great. It really is. Um, going to be a, a great year for venue. I think we're, we've established some key partnerships out of Louisiana, like like Brian mentioned earlier, being in Dallas, him being in Dallas is significant to us because some of the core partnerships we have are are located in Dallas, um, uh, namely Databank, who, who we can talk about a little bit, um, and then um, a, a partnership with Equinix, who is one of the largest um, data centers on the planet, trying to really interconnect our current customers and bring capabilities to the table uh, from a networking perspective that we haven't haven't been able to do in years past. And I think that's what makes it exciting right now. These are some areas that we know the industry industry is trending toward. And we have a opportunity now because the Southeast Louisiana doesn't really have um, um, a number of, of data centers in this particular uh, niche. And we think that we're this is our time to kind of come out and shine, in particularly in Southeast Louisiana, and continue to grow uh, our footprint. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I find it exciting as well. You know, as a longtime employee, I mean, Will's been here longer than me. Even, uh, you know, it's exciting to see that this growth in the data center market, which is you know the the core of our business, <clears throat> uh, that that's exciting because you know we are a pretty good data center and we are on the edge and we are there with guaranteed uptimes and uh you know we're able to provide services to those vendors you were just talking about data bank and whatnot that they can consume from us and we can consume from them as well right so it's really exciting to you know to to get on the phone with data bank and chat with them about how they're doing things and find out you know you know, we're doing some things really much better than they are in some cases, and then they're doing some things that we aren't doing, and it's really kind of interesting to get this this growth from that. You know, because you know we have a cloud, and it's pretty great cloud, and we got great backup systems, and but everyone does something a tad bit different. You kind of learn from each other. So I, I've been excited about this. This, this particular yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I, I definitely like how you've teed that up because the foundation that we built around core services and cloud being one of the I, I think being one of the pioneers in cloud uh before cloud was a thing <laughs> yeah okay. will will can tell you i mean will when did you build when did you build the first v center and and multi-tenant v center 1995 1995 you know we were uh i don't yeah. remember when i think in the early 2000s like maybe it was i mean 2004 right, yeah right when vmware vsphere was taking off maybe a few years after that i mean we did cloud before we had self-service so we, we were running virtualization and putting That's customers right. on, on what would now be called private cloud. cloud. The thing I'm really interested in and really happy about with where we've, we, we still have our ties with ETEL and we still are able, you know, the, the experience we've had is we're going to take the best of kind of the both worlds, right? We have our connectivity to our, to more customers now in Louisiana, more high speed connectivity out from through, through ETEL, um, connections to our customers. Now we can kind of bring what what may have been out of reach for some customers, you know, who are looking at either AWS or Microsoft, um, Azure or, or, or other data centers outside of, of Louisiana, right? That bring other things that we do. We can now bring those technologies closer to those customers who typically wouldn't consume consume that type sure. of service. Yeah, and point. you know, the, the, a lot of times people will talk about the edge 
right? Not not you to the edge, but the actual edge data center, right? Where we're bringing all of these technologies that are that are innovative, that are that are new. We're bringing these now closer to the customers and giving the customer more access to that type of solution. Yeah, I mean, when you think about, it, we've been in this business for over well over two decades. So, I mean, we we have been around the block. The the like I mentioned earlier cloud new cloud companies and data center companies were not even around when venue started down this down this journey and so that the experience that many of the team brings to the table the experience we've had over the years and dealing with numerous types of situations whether it be natural disasters we've had our share of hurricanes here in louisiana um, uh, are, are things like pandemics, we're able to overcome and we've, we've, the resiliency is in our blood. And I, I really feel, feel that that's part of uh, what, what sets us apart, our ability to be flexible and agile and really customize for the customers. You're not going to get that at, at every IT shop or, or data center that you come in contact with. So it does make it a, a special situation to have that as the core and now seeking out to, to really grow what, like Will mentioned, an edge market, um, and and really take advantage of some of that as as it comes to fruition today. Awesome. Yep. Exciting. We, um, so uh, with that, some exciting news. Uh, as you guys know, we've also talked a little bit um, around uh, our space here in Louisiana. It, it, it for the audience listening. Venue currently owns and operates three data centers in Louisiana, two here in Baton Rouge and one in Shreveport. Uh, and we actually um, were, were um, excited that uh, the uh, building that we lease two of our data centers from is under new ownership as of late 2020. And that ownership uh, is a is a huge um uh, a huge push in the right direction because uh, it was acquired by a, a group called Edge Power, who is a data center real estate investor. So there's a lot of um, connection between what we do as a data center operator and what they bring to the table um, from an investment standpoint. Um, they have a, a strong vision to rebuild the Boncare into a tech technology hub, which for those of you who may recall, the Boncare once upon a time was a really significant part of the technology uh, landscape in Baton Rouge. And they're trying to revive it to that over years, uh, you know, of, of not getting the, I guess, the um, investments or, or, or um, uh, catering to some of the needs that it has. It hasn't been able to grow like we would like to have seen, but now I think that's changing and we can expect some, some differences um, with us and some of our primary uh, other primary tenants over there at Boncare, you know, the, the T Louisiana Technology Park is also very excited to see this change. And I think we're all um, on board with with really reviving what's at the Boncare. Yeah, yep. that's great news. Definitely. I, I actually am very excited with some of the things that are going on with the um, the Louisiana Technology Park. Uh, some of the new the new initiatives they have and bringing in some really out of out of the area talent into some of the webinars and, and um, discussions that are going on at LTP. I mean, literally um, a few weeks ago, I, I was in a live um, meetup with uh, Philip Rolsdale from um, Second Life and from um, 
uh, I'm drawing a blank on the media company he runs, but basically the, uh, the, the video presence company, right? I'll put this in the show notes. Um, so it was really interesting seeing things that we typically wouldn't see in Louisiana and now bringing, bringing the world closer to, to, to us here. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so exciting news, you know, and, and potential as, as we really find ourselves in this edge strategy, we think that, that, uh, we, we have some expansion capabilities at the Banque Array. We know we've, we've earmarked a uh, space that potentially is perfect for us to grow into that's adjacent to where we are now. So a lot of, a lot of the tea leaves are lining up for us. And I, I really continue to say 2021 is, is really going to be, a great year for for venue and kind of put us on the path forward that we want to see into the next decade. Um, so do I, fun do stuff. I hear you saying BTR three? I I am definitely saying BTR three. <laughs> you that, know that, that's where we want to be. <laughs> you know Colorado would be a great state to put a commercial data center because I mean Eric is there now. We've already got our anch- of- we've got our anchor employee right there. <laughs> You don't even have to get the data center manager. I'm right here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. well, to that point, I think that's you know one of the topics that that really we're, we're speaking of is is there is certainly a opportunity in uh, tier two and tier three markets, which which are the the non Dallas type markets, right? The large cities, Atlanta and Dallas, that have the the, uh, the the population density and data centers gravitate toward those cities because of those things and they have the network infrastructure is already there tier two and tier three cities like baton rouge uh like jackson like birmingham not as much attention but it's a terrific opportunity for organizations like ours yeah. uh, that's where they need some presence and and facilitating that with um, i'm sure the people in jackson are super nice but i'm not moving there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you're you're at home in Denver, so I don't think we're ever going to pry you out of that of that city. Yes, sir. <laughs> you found your place. That's yeah. great. So anyway, so we definitely we definitely have our pillar solutions, right? We're 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 the same venue we've always been, but yet we're bringing in new new offerings and there's new things we're, we're integrating into our, our portfolio. One of the newest, and we need to hear from, from our Sherpa, right? Um, Michael, let's talk a little bit about our cybersecurity, our, our new cybersecurity platforms for a little bit. Cause I think we need to spend some, and you need to talk. <laughs> well, before, and that is, uh, I'm glad you brought it up, but that layer of cybersecurity is, is essential to everything we're talking about. I think in right nowadays, it is the topic of conversation, no matter what service line co- customers are looking at. And so inevitably, Mike is having to share his Sherpa wisdom excuse me, uh, with all of our, our yep. customers and prospects. So please enlighten us. Yeah, I mean, as 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 Will said, it's uh, I guess new is a relative term. Um, it, it's new compared to the the other uh, products that that we had at the data center before. But it's been around for about three years now. Um, quite a number of customers underneath it in different industry verticals. Because as Noah said, cybersecurity is that type of thing right now where everybody needs it. Um, you know, it's it's not just people in education or just people in industry that, that need it across hey, Michael, all. It's not just industry, right? It's, it's applications. I mean, you can, you know, if, if all you consume, if you're a, you're a, um, 
you know, a bait shop in the middle of Louisiana and all you consume is, is email, you actually still need cybersecurity for that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's something that I think is lost oftentimes when you talk to people about cybersecurity, it's such a broad topic area, right? Cause when you talk about it, you're talking about email security endpoint, you know, uh, sometimes in cases, physical security, right. Um, which, sure. which is oftentimes something overlooked, right. Having, you know, uh, uh, cameras at, at your at your site and and certain um, you know multi-factor authentication to to get into your facility you know like we do at our data centers with the the iris scanners or the hand scanners and and, and the badge IDs and things like that but yeah I, I mean the the cybersecurity offering it originally started off with just managed you know firewalls and um, switches and access points but you know, basically from the first day that we started it, it was the agreement that this is going to be an ever evolving product offering, right? Because if we stop evolving it, um, you know, at that point, it's, it's going to become irrelevant, right? Because security threats continue to uh, progress, attackers get more savvy. So we constantly have to keep adding to this stack and this layered security approach that, you know, you'll, you'll probably hear on, on subsequent podcasts where we get deeper into cybersecurity, we really uh, want to put a lot of focus on layered security, not just sticking a firewall at your edge and saying, oh, I'm done, right? You know, making sure that you have security at your email layer, your edge, your endpoint, which is one of our newest product offerings. Um, one that we're really, really excited about. Um, uh, you know, we've launched endpoint protection. That, that's that's great. Um, but one of the really awesome things that it does is is protect against ransomware. Um, yeah, one of the cool things about those layers, if you think you just think about it in in terms of um, the types of customers or, or the, the size and shape of customers become less and less of the issue, speaking of the bait shop, Eric, or speaking of a large enterprise, it's just the number of layers that they can add on with what they feel provides enough protection. So you budget, you know, budget toward those layers and, and really it's a cost effective way for even the smallest up to the largest to consume it as they see fit for their organization. And I, I yeah. like it too because I, I, it's, even how we drew, we drew it up in this diagram for a conversation, we, we, we said data protection, public and private cloud, disaster recovery, and then cybersecurity. Each one of those things kind of layered on top of each other, right? So you can have easily have a data center. You can easily have it either in your own building or in our building. But then on top of that, you might have to consume cloud services. Sometimes cloud services are, are Salesforce, right? So people forget Salesforce is a cloud service, right? Office yeah. 365, that's cloud, right? So you have all these pieces that you're laying on top but without that last piece that michael is now bringing to the table here that you know they're they're all at risk exactly so 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 this is a great addition and, and michael and his team have really been doing a fantastic job with it yeah thank you and thank we'll you. get we will, we will definitely have michael on as well as some of our other vendors to really focus on some of the cybersecurity. um you know, details and solutions that we provide to customers. So I think we've got a lot of content coming up uh, soon that I think our listeners will definitely be, you know, getting a lot of value out of. Right, right. right. 
So uh, we talked a little bit about DataBank and, and some of our part, new partnerships, definitely in the Dallas area. Uh, I think DataBank is definitely an exciting, um, an exciting partner that we, we're, we're working with now um, from the services that they provide, how they complement our services, and then just the geographic diversity. So Noah, I think one, you know, I think this definitely opens up maybe for a podcast to focus on the relationship with them. Maybe grab some of the guys from DataBank to join us on a, on an upcoming podcast. That's excellent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're they're willing and able to join us whenever we say. Yep, absolutely, awesome. absolutely. And then we definitely have to mention uh, the new venue.com, right? Our new website um, looks marketing um, guru looks amazing. Yep. <laughs> and we want to definitely thank, you know, we all do the I'm not worthy uh, to Natalie Strait, who, who's worked closely with, with you, Noah, and our team to, to really have that website spiffied up and um, definitely have a, a, a beautiful front face to our, to our company. Yeah, no, that was, that was a fun project. That was one of the first things that I worked on when I came here. And I have to say, I mean, that... I was nervous coming in, you know, because I'm from the outside. I don't really know much about the company or the history or the culture or the content, but it was much easier and went much smoother than, than I thought it would go because the people at venue care so much about that brand. I mean, like it's, it's, it's truly like a one heartbeat there. Like it was like deep embedded into the soul of that company. And, you know, everybody had an opinion. Everybody had an idea. Everybody brought something to to the table. You know, everybody was contributing content. Everybody had just down to the pixel uh, an idea of what they thought it, it should look like. So it made our job, you know, super easy. And it was a testament to that that venue team, you know, how much that brand really meant to them and, and just the how iconic it is and just bringing that back to life just really reinvigorated and, and re-energized just the whole entire organization well, so for me that was really amazing to just just watch that all happen we're very happy that you came from the outside and actually worked with us because if it was up to me michael and eric it would be like 8-bit graphics it would have been done in <laughs> vi it would be, you know vi be, editor always yeah. looking a lot of times when I'm, I'm I'm trying to put together you know something that's that's going to be customer facing, I, I get the content and then I'm I'm ending up reaching out to Natalie and her staff like help you know I I don't know how to make this look uh, like something that the customers are going to be attracted to, to to looking at right you know it's I think that's a great point well, Michael I mean I think I think they've done such a great job with the website and I think that many of our previous and older clients just don't even go to our website right they they know how to context contact sure. us anymore and, and hopefully we can start driving them back to the website because the website's really grown is very very nice and has a lot of information on it yeah Absolutely. and it's always evolving and growing and and you know everybody still is bringing ideas like people care about it it's not like we just launched a website and then it just sat there and we didn't do anything it's hey i had this cool idea and oh hey look at this and look what's going on in this space and we could add this there and we can add that there and we've got a lot of content a lot of people contributing and the design is continuing to to evolve and keep up with the trend and we're adding motion and you know like it's not it's not stagnant like it's it's amazing that people care about it and think about it because a lot of times people don't you just launch it and it's like oh that's not my problem that's not my job and and there's a disconnect between the people who are running the website and the people who are doing the work and that that's not the case here at all is everybody cares about everything down to the smallest detail and that's what's so great about venue and, and it shows and everything that that we do 
Yep. No, I, I definitely agree. And uh, I, I definitely like the way the website looks. Speaking of the website and things that are going to be coming up. Uh, I, I definitely want to kind of reiterate that we want to keep these podcasts rolling. And sometimes that's a challenge, but myself, Eric, and, and Michael have gotten together on a previous call privately and said, okay, we're going to hold each other accountable for doing podcasts at least once a month. Uh, so we definitely have in, in the can, we have a good almost year's worth of, of episodes that we just need to produce and get out. So uh, be prepared to see these once a month. And then I believe in between podcasts, we're going to do some kind of some new things, right? Um, there's, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've been talking to everyone at nauseum about Clubhouse, which is an application <laughs> that we can actually have a lot more um, interaction with our customers and, and the public. So that's going to be, you know, be on the lookout for things coming up from that. And um, yeah, so I, and I think your, your plan was really, we're going to try to have this to be an interactive type platform, right? Yes, absolutely. So we want to not only, you know, we don't want to have our customers just listen to us gab about what we want to sure. talk about. We want to actually have customers talk to us, right. And actually have an engagement. Cause that's what really is fun. Right. I mean, I get tired of hearing Michael, I hear Michael and, and Eric every single day, you know, so having some fresh, you know, content coming in from customers or, or just people in the industry is going to be amazing. Uh, and talking about, and how about this as an exclusive giveaway to the listeners on this podcast, the first three people to reach out to us through venue will get clubhouse invites. There you go. There you go. I think we need to get Brian. I like that. I think we need to get Brian on Clubhouse. Anyway, <laughs> so talking about reaching out to us, uh, if you would like to send us, um, you know, critiques, uh, attaboys, or you guys are horrible, please email us podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at venue.com. If you would like to suggest upcoming episodes or topics you want to hear us talk about or just want to interact with us, you can do that there. And then... Um, Speaking again of the website, www.venue.com slash podcasts with an S is a great place to listen to our podcast. Obviously, you can definitely find us on the iTunes store underneath podcast. Uh, we will be coming out on, well, we're on uh, Stitcher Radio and tune in, and I will be soon moving the, um, the feed to a place that can be hosted on Spotify. So you'll be able to find us there again. And, um, you know, be and, on the, and, that, and that, that contains previous content as well, right? Oh yeah. Well, I'm just moving everything from one place to another. Everything will be maintained. And if you're, if you're already a listener on any other platform, it'll just work like normal. You won't even know, but if you want to find us on maybe your favorite podcast, um, app, you'll, you can do it there. So I think we're, awesome. we're right at 40 minutes, kind of how we plan things. So uh, I think this is kind of where we want to, do we have any other thing we want to mention uh, before we end things today? I think we've covered everything. Thanks. So. Well, I just thank you for bringing it back to life. I'm ready to, to get on the, uh, the podcast bandwagon again and, and appreciate everything you guys are doing here. I think it's great to promote our brand and um, really show us as the leaders in this area um, around technology leadership. Absolutely. Yeah, I echo the same thing. Thanks, Will, for getting this together and uh, making it happen. Yep. All right, guys. Well, this is going to conclude the Venue Solutions Podcast for February 9th, 2021. Um, be on the lookout for more content, and we'll see you soon. Take care, Thank everyone. You. Take Thank care. you. Thank you.